Welcome to the Game of Syrups podcast. Today we're going to talk about pain point SEO and how we apply it with our agency and some of my personal projects. As SEOs, we're used to spending countless hours digging around keyword tools like Hrefs and SEMrush or SEMrush. Now, I don't do that anymore. Of course, I still use these tools, but I don't use them as religiously as I used to before. What do, what do I do now or what do we do now? We focus on a strategy called pain point SEO. Pain point SEO focuses on the pain points of a target audience and the keywords tied to those pains. Usually that means neglecting high volume keywords that everyone else in your industry uses or targets. It also means actually answering the questions your audience has instead of regurgitating garbage from around the web. You know, I get it. Everyone thinks the way to rank and get traffic to their site is to write on the same topics with the same keywords, but just do it better to get ahead. That doesn't really work anymore. And even if you do rank a landing page with the target keyword, you got to think about pain points these people are going through. Otherwise, nobody's going to spend any time on your landing pages and or articles. Sure. Ranking for keywords will always matter, but to actually get conversions from your content and excel to make eight plus figures, you have to start focusing on your customer's point of pain. Yes, I said it, revenue generation and more than just a few million dollars is the ultimate objective for all of us, especially the ones that have reached a certain point and have plateaued. The next level is millions. The moment you step away from just ranking a few keywords without ever talking to your target demographic will be when you finally start to see true success. Let's first talk about how most digital marketers build their SEO content strategy. Everything I'm about to say is from experience. Look, I did it too. You're not alone. Now that I get that out of the way, because I have to say that I did do this myself, let's talk about what most digital marketers do when they start working on a new project to this day. Of course, the first thing they do is depend too much on tools like Ahrefs and SEMrush. My first step in developing an SEO strategy was always to jump onto my favorite tool and check for keyword volume, website traffic, backlinks, or rankings. Generally, the typical SEO specialist will use Ahrefs or SEMrush to gather keyword data, picking only the highest volume keywords and completely missing the low volume keywords with higher intent behind them. Most of us would then put the data in a master keyword list to pass on to the copywriter with a plan. Of course, sometimes there was no plan and the copywriter just did their thing. Simple, right? But since everyone is doing the same things, everyone is competing for the same words, then there's the fact that most of the content is merely the same. At this point, the copywriter has a list of focus keywords for the articles they need to write. In most cases, they won't have a wireframe to rely on. They have no idea of the landing page structure. Essentially, they're flying completely blind. Here's where most copywriters fail. They will go around the web, learn as much as they can from other websites and rewrite what others have written. No one talks to the sales staff, owner, customers, or potential customers. No one took a survey or looked at sales numbers. 
The worst part, no one asked customers and potential customers what their pain points are. It's called the regurgitated landing page. These pages don't solve anything, they just compete with other mediocre pages. What happens next is a templated SEO audit instead of a pain point analysis. A technical SEO audit is always necessary. There is no other way to know if there are bottlenecks stopping you from ranking for your keywords. What if I told you to check the product and service first? What if these products or services don't deserve to rank on the first page? Budget often keeps many from doing a fully in-depth SEO analysis or a real audience pain point assessment, but you could at least try the service or product. And in most cases, it's not going to hurt to try the top competitors out. Remember, we're investigators. The more we learn about the target demographic, the more you can help convey a message. Do your SEO audit, but don't neglect things like speaking directly to the audience to discover their pain points. Let's talk about how we changed our process to come up with blog topics that convert traffic into leads and still use SEO to rank. I'll be the first to admit that our work as an agency was mediocre when we started. This was about probably 10 years ago. Our copywriter was not interested in researching the industry she was writing for. I wasn't pushing staff to step outside their comfort zone and talk to real people. We just tried to take what's on the web, make it better and build links. Don't get me wrong, we did well, our pages ranked, but the results pale in comparison to our working model today. Let's go over our working model today. Step one, understanding the product or service before searching for keywords. In the past, we worked with business owners that didn't know their audience. Worse, they didn't believe in their own products. Let me talk about statements made by business owners we no longer work with or never took the project from. The first statement was, just get me ranked. All we have to do is show up and move products. Luckily, we didn't take the project. A statement like this is a huge red flag since the owner himself didn't believe in his own product. Statement number two could be, I want two articles a month. Sure, but do you need two articles a month? What about the quality of these articles? Can it be the best on the web? No, then why do it? And another statement could be, I just want to retire on the beach. This project will get me there. With a statement like this, I mean, we took this project on. We should have known that the founder doesn't believe in the project and no amount of marketing would fix that. When the owner of the company doesn't understand their market, audience, or product, neither will anyone else. And just taking the project for the sake of revenue as an agency is a mistake. We've done that before. We will not make that mistake again. That involves quite a bit of time and investment, but marketing without those insights leads any content strategy to failure right from the start. What about SEO pain point questions to ask customers? To get a deeper understanding of the audience and the product, you have to gather audience insights. The best way to do this is to ask pain point questions. Nearly all customers are either looking for a new solution or are replacing one they have issues with. Either way, they're searching for a solution. What they're searching for and why matters a great deal. It tells you exactly how you need to position yourself and the type of content you need to create. Here are a few questions you should ask your customers to identify their pain points and then create content that solves those pain points for potential clients. What was the problem you were trying to solve? How did you first find our product or service? What were you searching for when you found us? 
What product or service were you using before us? What made you switch? What are the top benefits of working with us using our product? What do you wish we could do different? If you're proactive and ask some of these questions during onboarding or discovery, it makes audience research a lot easier. I've spoken about surveying a target demographic. In some cases, like for dentists and lawyers, I've actually gone out and paid for a Google survey in a specific area or region to learn more just to gain additional insight for my content strategy and my post. It made it a lot more valuable than anybody else. Go over the details and you'll see how we commit to a project and learn as much as we can about the people we're marketing to. Here are some of the best times, places to run a survey. Run a survey when people enter your website. Run a survey when people exit your website. Don't do this all the time. You don't want to annoy people. Just do it sometimes. Run a generic survey on Google surveys. Do in-person surveys with your target demographic who have not purchased from you yet. Don't forget to survey real customers, of course. Note that surveys can be entirely subjective. If you're not careful with where you survey or how, you may end up targeting the wrong audience. They may not answer honestly if they feel pressured or just want your survey out of the way. The best way to avoid skewed results is to add context around their answers. Ask the interviewees at the right times and make sure you've done enough research around the interviewee. You want to interview only those that are or could be clients. What do we want to talk about next? We want to talk about calling competitors to identify pain points and conversion points in their process. I started asking our writers to call competitors a few years ago. What our copywriter was trying to learn was how the sales staff handled the call, their sales funnel, details about the product or service, and the booking buying process. In some cases, we even committed to buying a product or trying the service of the competitors. It's advisable to try the top three competitors. Doing so allows our team to dramatically improve the messaging of our client's products or service. The next step is, you know, you gotta go beyond SEO and content with multimedia. Most content marketing agencies and companies choose average stock photos for their content. We did too for a long time, but we discovered through audience research that many of our clients needed additional types of media to reach their target audience at conversion points. We also knew the shifts in content marketing toward video, infographics, and audio, and how Google ranks these elements on your website. So no more stock photos, videos, or content without unique interviews. We now have two full-time staff with probably a hundred plus thousand dollars worth of gear to take our media game to another level. What do we produce? We produce documentaries, we produce instructional videos, safety videos, testimonials, podcasts, and probably more, I can't remember right now. We also created a successful YouTube account for one of our businesses. By creating these different types of media, we're able to reach customers at several different conversion points and resolve their pain points in a media they respond to more effectively. I'm going to explain our video production process. The content team, myself, the project manager, the copywriter, the designer, and the media team would talk about strategy. We talk about pain points. This can be done with keyword research, talking to sales staff, customers. The idea here is to speak to key players who interact with a target demographic on a daily basis. Once we have the pain points, we determine our strategy 
for our landing pages. At this point, the copywriter and the media team storyboard the work. This includes photos, animated GIFs, and videos. The designer will work closely with the media team to put the team's effort together. Once we have the media ready, one of our team members puts a wireframe together. This process takes time and the reason not a lot of companies can afford media production. Now, for us, we're blessed to have other businesses which fund our media team. It would be very difficult to do this with our agency. Videos and custom photography are very effective when you're attracting a large audience or when you need to sell big ticket items or services, at least in my experience. Every company will be different, but I feel like our process can be used for most companies. Next, I want to talk about podcasting your thoughts. I've been podcasting on my own personal blog for a little while now. However, I've never really left my comfort zone and to post for our own agency. Well, that changed today. I have left that comfort zone and started planning to talk more and represent our agency. You can find the first podcast on our Drip Marketing YouTube channel. If you have knowledge of an industry for, or years of experience, get on a mic. It's the Roaring Twenties. If you don't want to get on camera or on a mic, get off the planet. I'm happy to say that our clients who took podcasting seriously have started to build an audience. As long as you stick to it and present quality information, the listeners will come. Here's another benefit to podcasting. If an individual finds your website and notices that you're speaking about a subject matter you're knowledgeable about, it's very likely that you'll look much more credible. Back to pain points. The whole reason you're addressing pain points is to address intent. And if you have media, podcasts, video, custom photos, you just look that much more credible when these individuals are comparing you to your competitors. It's either you who steps up with a podcast or your competitors who don't want to get on a mic. Let's talk about driving conversions with a strong distribution plan. After you put up a landing page or a blog post, you have to get eyes on it. Not just any eyes either, but the eyes of your target audience. There are dozens of ways to promote content, but we focus mainly on Google and Facebook ads and of course, link building. Distribution used to be as simple as dropping a post on Facebook groups or on forums, but many of those platforms have altered their algorithms and killed organic traffic. So a boost with paid ads is definitely helpful. Facebook ads are very different from Google ads. And for obvious reasons, the intent of each person looking on the two platforms very drastically with Google, people are ready and looking for an option with Facebook. People are scrolling their favorite groups and communicating with friends and family. In the case of Facebook, we rely heavily on remarketing and behavioral cues. The fourth part of my post on how dentists can take their marketing efforts to another level explains exactly what I mean with behavioral marketing. Let me give you an example. If a visitor lands on a service page, we put them in a new list to display our testimonial videos on Facebook. If this person watches an X percentage of our testimonial video, we'll test a video on how our clinic is the choice for, for what they've been looking for. If we have the budget, we would be creating a video for each service so our messaging is hyper-personalized. If our service overview video is watched or a certain percentage is watched, we'll start testing ads on the service landing page. The idea here is to get this person back on our landing page. Several things can happen here. The visitor turns into a lead, 
and we come up with a new remarketing strategy or they don't and we change up our game. If the visitor does not turn into a lead, we might test the video with a message of the head dentist urging this person that he or she is definitely the person they want to pick. If the visitor turns into a lead, we want to come up with a whole new strategy. Now that we have the lead, let's nurture them. We're going to thank this person for a booking with a video. It's a brief and a way of showing appreciation. A day before this person is supposed to come to the clinic, we can email, text our new lead, the business address, and how to get to the clinic. We can also have a special promotion if any. We can get much more advanced. For example, what would happen if the patient comes in, gets what they need, but does not book again for a follow-up? How do we get them to recommend friends and family? What about a satisfaction survey right after the service? With the right Facebook and email marketing campaign, a dental clinic can probably double its patient acquisition numbers. They can't be cheap with this. The investment will pay off tenfold. We run Google Ads very similarly to Facebook Ads. With Facebook, we can get hyperpersonal. We can do that with Google, but would rather use the budget to attract quality leads, which are lowered down the funnel. Here are three ways we use Google's platform to advertise our products or services. We start with Google pay-per-click ads. In most cases, we target low funnel keywords with a high intent and direct interested individuals to the proper landing page. Remember, if these people don't convert right away, they're put into the Facebook remarketing lists. Like Facebook, we run marketing campaigns on Google. They perform very well considering how we personalize our campaigns. We just started testing videos on YouTube recently. This is a new channel for us in terms of ads and we're still learning and it's, it's performing fairly well at the moment. Next, we have to build links to our content. I've spoken extensively about link building and everybody else has also spoken extensively about link building. Mine's a little bit different and I've written three articles that you can refer back to. If you go back to my post, you can see the three links to the backlink gap analysis research and examples, how orthodontists can master digital marketing, the second part, and tiered link building. What have we changed? We're now focusing on getting high quality links where we get relevant traffic back to our websites. Yes, we might get fewer links and it's more expensive, but the idea is to generate revenue, not rankings. No high level executive or director cares about rankings or traffic anymore, unless they're small. It's all about revenue. Let's finalize this. About 10 years ago, we started with less than $500,000 in revenue per year. By applying pain point SEO, we were able to turn our business into a revenue generating machine in the millions. You can do all of this as long as you step outside your bubble and invest in quality. Again, it's not about rankings. It's about revenue growth. That's it, everybody. Until next time, catch you all on my next podcast.